Welcome to the Movie Pass Movie Movie Cast Podcast. Your hosts Josh and Graham will be with you shortly. And remember, refreshments are available in your own damn fridge. Enjoy the show. And we're live in five, four, three, two, one. Hi, welcome to the Movie Pass Movie Movie Cast podcast. It's really good to have you here with us today. My name is Josh Henderson Cox. I'm Graham Tekla. And uh, we're joined today by a really wonderful guest. <laughs> he's excited. He's really thrilled. He really he's got wants a big smile on his this. face and he's making little squeakies. Um, it might be difficult to distinguish between my voice and his because our guest today is Nat Henderson Cox. Yeah. Welcome, I, Nat. Thanks, can guys. I uh, posit something? Sure. Um, I think you guys have distinct voices. Perfect. That's great. I'm meaning to say this because this has come up a lot all afternoon, and mm-hmm. I'm meaning to say like I, we sound different enough. I think you're gonna be fine. Yeah. Okay, we'll let the tape tell. Yeah. Nat, do you think we should uh, rename this episode of the podcast? The hold on, to me pass to me to me cast tomb cast. Yes. Okay, a tomb based podcast. You forgot the colon. Col. My God. Wow. Wow. My brother's listened to an episode. Yeah, he knows what's That's up. That's great. Dad, Colin, a tune based podcast. That's right. <laughs> to me, that sounds a little similar to what maybe some other podcasts do. I'm not going to name it. I've names. never heard any other podcast. This is the first podcast I've ever heard of. So let's um, go for it. So I think it's. I don't funny. think any other podcast has such a alienating title. Yeah, it's one of our many sort of claims. So, to fame. I think, even, yeah, I, I, now that I hear it, I do kind of know what you mean, but I think it's okay just because we've I, already shot ourselves in the foot with the name of the podcast. So are we so. giving ourselves, is this episode going to be called Uthaug's To Me Pass, To Me, To Me Cast? Yeah, now that I'm hearing that, I, I no. Because we need to reference the director. This is sort of a, I what this Uthaug's podcast is, is a really academic look at the hit films of the day, mm-hmm. right? Well, it's, um, uh, we go see Movie Pass movies. Movie Pass movies are movies that you wouldn't pay to see or really spend the time to see, but because you have Movie Pass, yeah. the magical service that lets you see all the movies you want, you have a sort of obligation to. So, quick question. Sure. What, how do you get Movie Pass when you have a flip phone? Yeah, Ooh. my brother has a flip phone. Oops, I'm right here. Did I out you? <laughs> Nat, Nat, you have a flip phone. Um, why do you have a flip phone still? Um, I had an iPhone for a while and it was great, except that it was awful and I hated it. Um, so I took it away. That's smart. I should definitely do that. Well, I thought that too until I got to Jersey City last week at 3am and couldn't get an Uber to my hotel. (laughs) Yikes. Yeah. And had to wake up my girlfriend in Seattle and get her to order me one. Oh my God. Wow. So, so she had to like find your pin, well, your location. There was no pin. I had to describe where I was from my presumed satellite view of where I was. Wow. Outside the airport. It's a good thing we Henderson Coxes are good at presuming satellites. It's one of our special features. I had to describe what I thought where I was looked like from above, from a Google Maps view. Um, and then she had to screenshot it and text it to me. And luckily, my phone does accept photo texts. You just have to delete them. Because I have to delete them immediately after because I can't hold more than a couple of pictures <laughs> on there. Yikes. This is his first time he's been around a microphone either. <laughs> this um, is all I new. don't think movie... Did you have to pay to see this movie? 
Yeah, but it was only six ninety eight because we saw it. At I did notice that yeah. matinees are crazy cheap. We're cheap. almost not saving money <laughs> because we only go to like, like eleven. One, yeah, we saw this movie at ten thirty a.m. on a Saturday. So not all of us. Mark, Graham Graham saw it at ten forty five. I, yeah, that's true. T- I, on paper, I saw uh, Strangers uh, colon uh, pray, pray, pray at night. Pray at, pray night. at night. Pray at, at night. ten forty five. It's a prayer based. So thing. I can't wait to hear about how Tomb Raider was. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Um, so we see movies we wouldn't see. We aim for a fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Tomb Raider has a forty nine percent, which I was thrilled about because I was worried it was going to be too good for our standards, but it's right down the middle. I do think this is even better than The Commuter. As like a, a movie pass movie, mm-hmm. just because I remember seeing the trailer when it came out and being like, "Oh, that was kind of cool." Yeah, I guess see that. And then when it actually came out, I was like, "And if you know anybody outside the context of this podcast had been, you want to go see Tomb Raider?" I would have been like, mm, "I think I'm okay. I'm okay." You know what I mean? Like you, you, uh, it might look cool, but then when it really comes down to it. You're probably not going to see it. Uh, a few weeks ago, I was with a group of people, and I, I was trying to gauge what our schedule might be for the next month. And I so I asked the room, is anyone here excited for the new Tomb Raider movie? And then I had to ask, does anyone here know that there is a Tomb Raider movie coming out? And, and none of what, the ten people in the room had heard of it. That's so when was, you knew that was your movie. Yeah, I was, I, think, I was pretty excited. What weekend did it get released? It got released this weekend. So today, the recording oh, is... 317, so it got released, I guess, on March 16th. Uh, it's the it big hit of the weekend. Cost a lot. Is it doing well at all? Money. Um, it's it has it's grossed 33 million. I, I don't know, maybe it'll be that's fine. That's good. Um, I think it's fine for opening weekend. That's pretty good. So, this film is about it costs like a hundred million dollars to make. Jesus, how much is it gonna gross? Does it look like? Uh, I don't know. I'm not well, there's a little thing well-versed. about what this movie is actually going to gross in America and where it's actually going to gross most of its money. It's a very why. good point. So We've you'll see some artistic decisions that reflect that. Yeah. What are you referring sure. to? Don't be uh, coy. Having the number two movie star be China's number one movie star and have all the subtitled monologues be in Mandarin yeah. and the entire plot taking place in Hong Kong or an island off Japan. It is amazing. So, <laughs> so very few films that take place on a mysterious island off the coast of Japan. Um, generally, you'd probably you'd go to Japan and try to find a boat to get there. But in this film, you go to Hong <laughs> yeah, Kong, and then everybody on the island is some sort of Chinese, Chinese sailor. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we managed to like make Japan strange and mysterious and maybe magical, which doesn't fly in China. And then every character in it is, is more Chinese. Grounded. I think it's great that choice. they had him... What's the actor's name again? Um, uh, Daniel, Daniel Wu. Wu. He's great in the movie, I think. He does a good yeah. job. And I think it's awesome that he's in the movie. I do think that it's a little transparent that at a certain point in the movie, he does get pretty sidelined and so we can focus on the father-daughter stuff. Yeah. So it's like, we want... To have a Chinese movie star in our movie in so far as it will help us make a lot of money in China, but we don't really intend to make this guy the secondary protagonist of the movie. Right. It's um, it's a far cry in terms of characterization from like, what's the kid's name in, in the Indiana Jones films? Short round. Yeah. Like, it's a much more developed, interesting character, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean... Right. No, 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 but I mean, like, this less is... Racist. We can talk about Indiana Jones in the context of this film, certainly. But certainly, because it's basically an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it is. Um, I whoa, just whoa, whoa. So hard by that. Indiana Jones and Tomb Raider. What do they have in common? To- tombs? What? 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 I don't see the connection. <laughs> um, yeah, so this this really is a reboot that. based on the reboot of the video game, which features a much less uh, sexualized, less triangular-breasted woman who's like very intense and gets hurt and is incredible with a bow and arrow. Yeah, and the movie cuts a lot of its sort of action set pieces, whether you guys knew it or not, from the video game which I mm. played. But I, the video game the does reboot? not take place in China or Japan. And yeah, it's like an artistic license thing at a certain it's point. It's a monetary license. I did thing. know I had seen <laughs> um that sequence in the video game where she goes down the like uh the rapids pl- and then yeah, you, the she plane. can get impaled mm. on any number of different if spikes. If you don't press X at the right time. Really graphic. Well I noticed when all she, of her deaths are really she graphic. She flies oh. and she happens she doesn't know there's a plane there, she happens to catch on, but there's a huge bar. And if she had been like a couple inches higher, that would have gone through her face or her chest or is would have there been rough. a grappling mode in the video game, or is it mostly? I remember it being well, mostly like like physical wrestling. No, but she has that uh, the pick that okay, she uses. Right, right, that's yeah. a key component. Does she have the two around. guns in the new game? I mean, it's, I assume it's mostly really, bow and arrow. That's a very but there was Angelina Jolie look. Yeah. Yeah. That's not actually in the video game. She's a lot her bow skills. That's what's fun is cuz mm-hmm. bows don't make a sound. So there are two there are a couple of really really popular video games that spawned a really really recognizable series. She's like one of the most iconic video game characters ever and they make two movies with Angelina Jolie uh where just to Great really films. nail it uh nail it home they're called Lara Croft colon, Tomb Raider a tomb based Croft. Uh <laughs> A raid-based Tombcroft. What? A raid-based Tombcroft. Ra- oh, okay. Focus. <laughs> you said that to me like that's like you idiot. not an unintelligible It's a raid-based Tombcroft, you fool. Um, but yeah, those movies are ridiculous. Remember the, you've seen them. I saw the first one. Uh, the second one, she like punches a shark in the face. They just go to this insane. massive extreme. I weirdly, I, I just realized I had the second Tomb Raider movie soundtrack on CD when I was a kid. Ooh. I think I might have got it for Christmas one year. Any memorable hits it. from it? <laughs> no. no uh, I think I might have asked. I don't know. And I, I remember know. the last CD I asked for. Which 98 was? Degrees. Mm. I heard someone at school talking about it. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> That's where it I got it for like Christmas. It sounds like a temperature that I have. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. Um, before we dive into the plot, I just want to talk about, we have a really important connection. You know, Nat's in town. He's my brother. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we're going to have him on the podcast. Sure. But also, he has sort of a unique insight into what it's like to be in dark, murky <laughs> oh, tombs yeah, let's talk full of writing. disease and filth and oh, monsters around every corner. Danger. Rapids. Um, Pneumatic drills. Yeah. Do you want to... Excavating. Do you want to yeah. briefly clock us in on your relationship to the subject matter of this film? Sure. I was actually in New York this past, or Jersey City, uh, doing some tomb raiding. <laughs> My older brother, you guys. Which, uh... Matt Henderson Cox, Cox, colon, the tomb raider. A colon, tomb a Henderson-based Cox. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> colon, a poopy-based tomb. So, Josh, uh, getting ahead of the story here, uh, I do stormwater... Monitoring sensor design, and we were doing installing some sensors in Jersey City, 
and their CSO sewers, which are combined sewage overflow, mm. which means when your rainwater comes down and there's too much of it, it uh, mixes with your sanitary sewer, which is your poop and pee, and goes into the river. Oh, shit. Sorry. I just realized we're not on the right setting. It'll be okay, but I'm going to have to do some weird editing. Great. Nice. <laughs> and we're back. Sorry. Do you- That's okay. I was tomb writing, and that involves drilling into the ceilings and floors of pipes that are filled with literal shit. Nice. And wading through it and sometimes sitting in it so that I can drill into the... It didn't flood my waders, but my waders go to my chest and it got pretty close. Oh, I was going to say you were in like jeans or something? No. <laughs> okay. R- rubber boots you that go up, up to your <laughs> nipples. <laughs> okay, got it. Just in case anybody that happens to listen to this podcast is maybe in the market for mm-hmm. some sort of uh, water flow monitoring system, yeah. do you want to name drop your company? <laughs> sure. Or Storm <laughs> Sensor. You can check us out at... Should I plug them? I'll plug them. I have something else to plug later. It's Storm Sensor. Yeah, this episode has been brought to you by Storm Sensor. The cloud-based stormwater monitoring (laughs) system. (laughs) Boom, boom. Crash, boom. Tomb Raider 2018 uh, begins with Lara Croft. Wait, why are you starting? You missed the beginning. Oh, yeah, I can to it. Okay, fine. You guys say what happens at the beginning. It opens on a bunch of images and a voiceover by someone that we don't know talking about an ancient Japanese witch called Hikimo. Uh, Hikimiko, the death queen. Ay, ay, ay! Don't, we're cutting that out <laughs> so fast. We're cutting that out. Centered on an ancient uh, uh, Japanese queen called Himiko. The, the death, death queen. queen. Ay, ay, ay! <laughs> Ooh! Um, that was worse. from right? that was dangerous... So no, death queen. That's just how I feel about that. So oh, I, yeah. I can't not say it. You don't think you going hi, 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 hi is going to come off weird in an already sort of orientalist uh, movie? I feel like I was making a maybe. I think it's an homage. I think I was okay. going for to a rock and roll racist vibe. historical document. Here, let uh, me change this. Say it, it again. Say it again. Uh, so there was the the first thing that happens is they no, go. No, 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 no. The Death Queen. <laughs> that was kind of going for rock and roll. Yeah. Do it again. Do it again. Uh, can I? Can I take a stab at this? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Death uh, Queen. Himiko, the Death Queen. Ow. Okay, uh, one more time. I think that was helpful, but I... Himiko, the death queen. Ah! So then scene two is we cut to, I assume, Lara Croft is... Uh... He's reading off oh, of wait. Wikipedia. He we didn't see it. We saw the movie. I, I know. It's just you can't it be the expert here. With... Laura Croft, Croft Tomb Raider getting punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, she's boxing another woman. Uh, it's MMA. It's you. very physical. It's intense. It is very violent. They hurt each other. They're she's not doing great. And hit in the face. She's well, getting her butt kicked. But the idea, I believe, I intuited from later in that sort of opening uh, few scenes is that she's competent. She's got skills, but she loses. Right. Yeah, she's not she's not by any means a superhero at this point or mm-hmm. well, let's hold off until later. The but. sense I got was that she wasn't that focused, that she maybe had the skill to win but wasn't like putting it together. Yeah. It was yeah, not That's a good point. directed confidently. So she loses, we hear the one other thing that you missed and then Graham. Uh-huh. It's all you go for it is that the owner of the gym is like you got to pay. No you pay no pay play. To fight here and she's like I'm just I'm a little late. Uh, and I'll, I'll pay you soon. I just need a job. She says, get a job. She says, I have a job. I'm a courier. 
But what I'm thinking, isn't Laura Croft a millionaire? What's yeah. up with that? Yeah. I don't know. Twist. Well, uh, then as we learn, basically, uh, Lara Croft, who is the uh, scion of the Croft family, who's like part of the English ruling class and... Um, the aristocrats. Yeah. But her, her, her father uh, disappeared on like an, uh, a mission or something. And she basically, in order to... There's some legal something where she needs to sign a Declaration document. of death and absentia. Yeah, exactly. So that the money can... Go to the company or and something? Go to her. So she can go to get her, her so inheritance. Can, yeah, but she so doesn't want the inheritance. It's been seven years. She wants nothing to do with that money. I think she, she seems want to, to admit that her dad is alive. Yeah. yeah. But she needs some money. Literally, she needs money to pay her boxing bill. No, she needs money because she got arrested because of the bike race scene. No, the she, bi- she goes oh, on the bike okay. race. All right. She goes on Spoiler something alert. called a fox race. Fox that fox. sequence was great. So she basically uh, has to bike in front of a ton of people who with are the, trying to catch her. She's got a little fox on the fox tail <laughs> the on the back tail. of her bike and a bucket of paint with a hole in it. And so she has to ride. And before the paint runs out, they've got to catch her. And, and she gets away. Yeah, Nat, tell she gets you're to keep a biker. Uh, Six hundred quid. How how did you feel? Like Bikers for motorcycles, cyclists. <laughs> I will say, I didn't think you. could... I haven't seen Premium Rush, which you cited uh, earlier in the afternoon. I'm sure it's widely derided, but it does play take place in New York City. And okay. It is involved fixing culture. That's the Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie. Yeah. Um, but I thought like seen it. this was a really really. It's I feel like it's hard hard to have a traditional action sequence where everyone has like bike helmets on mm-hmm. that might yeah, take you out of it a little it bit was this one safe. was very very uh successful um it's cool she's very inventive she's like hopping on trucks and stuff mm-hmm. and ducking away and mm-hmm. hiding cool. and people are flying all over the place people are trying to catch her they can't catch her but then yeah, she, she thinks she sees her dad she crashes into like a police who saw that coming she crashes into a few things, I feel like. First a car door and she then a just, police car. She just dodges getting doored and then gets T-boned by a cop. I think it's a good precedent that the movie sets for itself, though, because we know that she's going to be okay because this is a movie about tomb raiding and she's the tomb raider. But so far we've seen her get beaten to a pulp, almost choked out, and then flipped on top of a police car. She's yeah. bloody in the first five minutes and has the fun and games portion of this film is like, just a lot of failure on her part with cool stuff. Yeah. And she just fails at it. Two elements of romantic tension that have already been built in. Yeah, tell us about that. Well, her her cut guy during the fight is a girl and is telling her, like, how to how to fight. And then after the fight, when they're cleaning up, there's kind of this little section of witty repartee and some palpable romantic tension between mm. Laura and this other woman. We also saw this movie with... Uh, my girlfriend Sarah, she agreed with you, who are producer. Unbidden, I think. She said on her own, yeah, that yeah. that was like, that was the most like, uh, oh, intense romantic feeling at yeah. any point in the film. Uh-huh. The way that, let's say, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, we see them <laughs> fight and they hurt each other, but it's very like sensual and sexual. That's charged. not a part of this film, except yeah. in this moment, briefly with this character. I yeah. do like that. Um, There's no romance with uh, Daniel Wu. Daniel Wu. No, no. Uh, it's cool. I don't know. It's that like, um, you know, they just don't feel the need to, to do that. Well, there's like a, another hint of it when she's dropping off or picking up a delivery at the Indian food restaurant. And oh, the, yeah. the, cook, the cook is like trying to build up the courage to ask her out. And his family is telling him, ask her, ask her. 
Yeah. And then he chickens out, huh. and they smack him on the head for not asking. A lot of loose ends that don't really come yeah. back, now that I think about yeah, it. Yeah, I really wish really we had had, like, a nice... Maybe we left before the credits ended. Maybe the closing <laughs> sequence was going <laughs> to feature those so guys. Um, but to what I was saying before, I think it's good that the movie... Because obviously, in the narrative of us, in the context of mm-hmm. us watching the movie, we know she's going to be fine. But mm-hmm. within the narrative of the movie, there's actually no guarantee that mm-hmm. she's going to be fine in any, any mm-hmm. given circumstance. Mm-hmm. Because she's not like a Bruce Willis in the she basically gets hurt hard movies more yeah. than you expect at every she, time. Well, that's yeah. some yeah. criticism of this movie is focused on the fact that she is a sort of a punching bag, which I see, but I don't know if I totally agree with. Just because I find it so refreshing to have a movie where the hero is actually like kind of what we were saying in that uh, Death Cure episode, where people feel pain, yeah, or registering get hurt the damage, and do worse as they go. Yeah. yeah, and they have to they have to reapproach or figure out a different approach to what they want to do because they've just suffered some kind of injury mm-hmm. or just in general that like so there's a scene later like, in the movie. Oh God, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, wait, wait. Oh, I was physical just, oh, things don't work on things. podcasts. Uh, I'm pounding the left side of my belly, just like Laura Croft. No, I was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> Adam Driver in oh, Force oh, Awakens. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> oh, that was pretty part. epic. She basically had the same injury. Yeah, essentially. Do we want to super quickly round through the plot just to get a bare bones and then dive into more interesting things? Yeah. Each say one word. She rates two. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, let's each say one word. Okay. So, Fox Race happened. Do we want to actually try and do this? Yeah, we're not trying. It's going to force us to be really, really economic with this plot. Let's do it. No, this could go a long time. It might not force us to do anything. If if it goes badly, we we can do three sentences. Clockwise. Oh, counterclockwise. (laughs) She... Chases. Uh, her. Father's ghost. Which. Is. Somewhere. Living. In. The. Spooky. Devil. Island. Sea. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. This is not over yet. I made a mistake. Okay, Graham. Graham's bowing out, but me and Nat are going to keep going. We're going to go even faster. Yeah. Clues. Are. Hidden. Everywhere. In. His. Crypt. Dick <laughs> at Crypt. Good. Yes, 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 yes. Then <laughs> bad people find her notebook in her backpack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, I'm hijacking of, this like so they hijacked the details that I want to get into. She goes to Hong Kong, and <laughs> boys steal her backpack. She chases after them. So we have two chase sequences back to back that are over six hundred dollars. We have to go back because I don't think that. that Wait, I, I, I think everyone understood. She, yeah. she realizes that her father was going off. I think on, like, you think Indiana people that Jones. listen to this podcast are trying to like piece together what this movie was like, and they're brain. perhaps listening to this podcast. <laughs> uh, he's back. Um, <laughs> No, that she basically learns that her father was on this quest to basically get to this um, uh, Himiko's tomb, which apparently contains some sort of curse that could wipe out the entire world. And he has one request ugh, for her. Which burn is, everything. Yeah, just burn it all. Just and so all she goes ahead and packs it Doesn't all up in a bag <laughs> and heads to find him. And he, he says she, that... Yeah, why does uh, she burn it? Why does he want her to burn it? Because there's apparently some sort of, like, he says there's like an ancient militant organization called Trinity, which... Ooh. Yeah, which, uh, which is also... Oh, <laughs> Trinity! 
She's also after it, but they want to use it to destroy the world. Why? We don't know. I think it would have been a lot. I used to mention that Trinity is something from the video games. Yeah. That's dumb. They shouldn't have, they just shouldn't have used it. They should have just been a terrorist organization that was forcing Walton Goggins to do this for them. You know, it also could have been a terrorist organization that, like, a la James Bond, at the end of the movie, we find out it's called Trinity. And then as we move on, we sort of know more about them, but it's just a shady thing. Trinity is such. It's a silly name that early in the film when well, we don't understand only, the And this is one lengths. of the big problems with the movie's dialogue is that there's a lot of exposition. And then after that, there's a lot of re-exposition. Mm, where so, the exposition the first time is usually in like voiceover form. Yeah, right? it's always in voiceover. But then if there's some uh, clue that's being given. So there's the part where she... Mm-hmm. Um, if they're given like hints or like riddles they need to mm-hmm. solve need to solve. They spell they, it out. They later when they're trying to solve them, like whisper it in like parts of it to themselves. So this is a cool part where her father basically and there's these like um puzzle boxes that she's apparently really good at solving. He's left a bunch around her house all her life mm. so that when the time came she could solve yeah. the puzzle box. She gets of a clue life. that's saying uh, the this is the first letter. Uh, from my final resting place, which you think is referring to this little note, but then it turns out she goes over to the tomb where he's... And we're all like, oh, duh. Where he's buried. She's going to find something and get in. But she says, the first letter of my final resting place, and then presses the R in Richard, and it turns into a little key, because he also left her a key. It's cool. It's just a little undercut. It's like, spelled out. Why not just have her look at it again, and right. then press it? So it's this great puzzle, it. and then she goes in and turns on the tape recorder that he left, and his first thing he says is, Laura, I knew you would solve this puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> There's just a just lot like, of exposition. Her, that, that's a video game thing that I don't mind, because I just falls, solved a puzzle, yeah. and then someone says, you solved it, and I'm like, yeah, good for me. But yeah, I just watched her thing. solve it, and I don't need someone to say, good job solving that puzzle. There is, the puzzle of my crypt. You know what I mean? There's a ton of, you're right, a ton of voiceover of explaining stuff. Like, Trinity is an organization that Walton Goggins, who plays the villain in this movie, my MVP, as always, he works for them, but he's not one of them. So this is a shadowy organization that isn't that shadowy, because we just know they exist, but we never see them, and it's just a little convenient. And it's, silly. It, it's it just it feels like an extra thing that didn't need to be there, but they had to have it there because it's an adaptation of, of a video game. But in the same way that the reboot of the video game kind of took a new look at Tomb Raider, there's no reason why this movie can't just do the same thing and just strip away some of the elements that yeah. don't need to. Unless be there. they're trying to sell more video games. Uh, yeah, but they're trying, clearly worth, trying to set up. A I franchise. think the reason why that stuff stood out is that. A lot of this movie is is really solid. Yeah. There's a lot of things that work really well about it, and Lara Croft is a like remarkably interesting badass person. The, and so, certainly the most interesting video game movie character I've ever seen. No doubt, but I would argue that there are other non-video game films that are sort of this kind of action thriller runaround thing that aren't as good as this or don't yeah. have as compelling of a hero. Or, I, I mean, I don't yeah. know how interesting, I guess interesting may not be the right word, but definitely like well executed. She feels like a real person essentially, mm-hmm. but she goes to this yeah. Island. Do you have something to say? Yeah. No, it's her, her character is awesome and yeah. she's an awesome actor. Yeah. And Alicia, Alicia Vikander, Vikander crushes <laughs> it in this movie. Like, uh, although I think her strongest parts is in the second act when uh, she doesn't, the first, the first, mm-hmm. a lot of the dialogue just isn't doing any of the actors any favors in the first act of this movie. As soon as we get into mostly uh, wordle- or, uh, mm-hmm. wordless action sequences mm-hmm. in the middle, 
where it was just, just like her survival, mm-hmm. I think the movie takes a sharp mm-hmm. uh, upward tick in, mm-hmm. in quality. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about Alicia Vikander, Nat? She's awesome. Yeah, she's Academy like, Award winning actor. This is her, like, for, what, did she do anything in between? Uh, Ex Machina and this? I don't know. This probably took a while to film. She had been announced. It was announced a while ago. She worked out like mad for this. She's just like very strong. She's really clearly and, very strong. Like, yeah. I watched like a featurette on NPR about. You watched something on a national public radio. Wow, that's a website that I frequent. Okay, yeah, because it's safe. It was about content. Tomb Raider. Yeah, the making of. There's Tomb Raider content on NPR. I mean, Seems probably. Unusual. I don't see many other websites. <laughs> so it probably was, but. Um. So she goes to Hong Kong. She finds a guy. His dad also disappeared seven years ago with her dad on the same boat. The old passing of the torch. But he's not going to do it until she offers money. <laughs> and then yeah. he does it, which is fine. <laughs> but they seem that to like each other. He doesn't, he's not bad. He's, there's nothing sinister about him. Or no, he puts he, a gun at her and then faints. Uh, he's, yeah, but he's just like a drunk. You he's know an alcoholic and that he has a gambling never problem. comes up. That's also... That's an interesting thing that he has like all these addiction problems and yeah. then he's just I guess the the yeah. maybe the arc for people is that he was messed up and then redeemed and becomes a hero, mm-hmm. but there's just mm-hmm. some you didn't need to he's make like him a bad so, guy. He's just No, like, it's just he had a pretty rough life and yeah, that just sort it. of gets thrown away. Like by saving someone's life, you are cured of all your addiction problems. Uh yeah, I, I think, I think, he I think was, he's just a, I thought he was in the running for the worst line delivery of the film. Which was, you did take advantage of a drunken sailor. Oh, God. That. Well, what does that mean? It's also, I mean, that's a terrible <laughs> like, line. Yeah. It sounds it like, really it makes me sense. think, oh, is that a reference? Because the, the song, but that's not no. a part of the song. Is that a saying? And Just like the old saying, saying don't and take like, advantage of a drunken sailor. Like, drunken sailors take advantage? Like, it just, it conjures up way too many thoughts for a line that doesn't work, you know? Yeah. Maybe it translates to like a common oh saying in Chinese, just like the theory I had last night, which was <laughs> going to <laughs> other countries. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> going to other countries and coming up with obtuse like idioms, idioms that, that are that are clearly made up, and then just directly translating them into the local language and acting like it's a real thing. And now, what does this get you? This ruse. This ruse, this ruse allows you to say in another language, like, top of the bugle or something. Happy bright horns of springtime. May the horns of springtime trumpet on your soul. It's beautiful. Yeah. How do you say that? In Chinese? I don't know. You two would die so fast in this movie. It's not even <laughs> funny. If you went to China, you were like, Graham, you know happy what? bright horns of springtime. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I disagree. The I Chinese in endearing. this movie are very... Kind people. They are, actually. They're uh, we our podcast is stuff. also big in China, so we have to be careful with the messaging here. Uh, well, yeah. well, there's some weird stuff. I, I would say in the first side of this movie, there's a little bit of weird stuff where... <laughs> some really weird stuff. Weird, wild stuff. Um, where she's going, she's just walking around this like these docks and just asking people, just like shoving this photo of a, a random boat in people's faces and asking if they speak English. And she's always annoyed that they d- don't speak yeah. English. They have and it's people like, that translate. Like you can, yeah. But it's also like, well, Alicia, maybe you should have learned Chinese. You know what I mean? You are in China, or like, does or not, not Chinese. The phrase, the one phrase you need to say. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? At the very least. I'm looking for a boat. She had boat. over 12 hours in a plane on the way there. True. 
Um, what was she doing? Was she watching Tomb Raider starring Angelina Jolie? Yeah. And some ideas. Yes, she was. Punching sharks. So, but then she, they go to the island, the boat explodes, and then uh, she is rescued, quote unquote, by Walton Goggins, who's the guy who has been uh, on this island for seven years looking for the uh, tomb of... There's uh, no Mika. sort of um, setting him up as a savior and then revealing that he's bad. It's Or it's very brief. We see him attack her, and then immediately he, like he says, I killed your dad. So this is... <laughs> there's, there's no This is, the, for me, the most successful dialogue scene in the entire movie is when she wakes up because I like I listen I really like Walton Goggins I think he works there's a lot of like these are the kind of movies that get like a movie star and then pad out the cast with like t- uh, recognizable TV actors mm-hmm. so you have Dominic West who, uh, playing her father from The Wire and then you have he's got so many good lines on his face can we talk mm-hmm. about that for and a second and so few good lines in the movie <laughs> sure, sure, sure. but his face is richly lined yes okay. very textured face and then you have Walton Goggins who uh, uh, was on The Shield and uh, Justified which is but oh, no I think you mean Walton Goggins of the Maze Runner the Death Cure this face. is true this is what every Everybody knows him from. Primarily as the fungal Goggins in Maze Runner, The Death Cure. He's, he's got a bit of a Death face decaying oeuvre going on. Huh? This is true. He <laughs> gets spoiler, spoiler alert. There's a little face decay that happens. Spoiler alert. His face decays. Decays. <laughs> um... And, uh... You're talking about the dialogue. The dialogue in that scene is, is, I think... I don't know. I just... I like... They set him up. He's clearly a bad guy. Right? Yep. We're not... And she, it's, she's gonna learn it soon, right? Because mm-hmm. she's in this, like, weird... Three minutes, maybe. Three minutes. <laughs> she's I, picking up on his butt. I don't think that's, like, a a, a lapse in screenwriting skill, honestly, because she's she's gonna leave the tent, and there's a guy she's that machine guns everywhere, and she's gonna see gun. these people mm-hmm. who have been conscripted into the mining stuff. I mean, she's gonna know he's a bad guy anyway. They're moving rocks, let's just say that. So the fact that he... Heavy rocks. ...is like, thank God I found you. He's sinister, but he's not, like, over the top about it, and he's got these kind of, like, sad eyes... And he sort of um, doubles back on a lot of the things he says. He, he's an interesting villain. I think Walton Goggins sells. Remember the part where he's like, um, he he seems to say like he is going. He's acting like he's going crazy because he's been alone on this godforsaken island for so long. Yeah, but, but then what's there's up with that. There's a so many bunch of other white dudes only guns. Like, did none of them play poker and hang out? Did he need, like, an intellectual part? It, yeah, it just yeah. didn't add up. I, I kept seeing people, and you kept <laughs> saying you were alone. Yeah. And oh. they all responded to you. Quick sidebar, in terms of intellectual stuff. Remember the part at the beginning of the movie where she recognizes a quote from Hamlet? And he's like, you know Hamlet? Why are you a courier? Yeah. And she's like, mm, I don't know. I just No, she says, she says, so I gotta be next to you. Oh, yeah, oh she, she does, does, that. She does But before there, yeah. that, she says, I don't know. I just remember things. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Like, well, well, um, I thought the, she clearly I thought was, the comeback of the guy. Gotta be next but to I him. just like, <laughs> no, I'm not an intellectual or anything special. I just, I remember I just things. think it's so dumb that knowing a quote from Hamlet would be like, huh. It's also, you noticed that I was saying a quote from Hamlet. So what are you doing here, man? Look at yourself. He was like mm-hmm. a manager of the courier since a big step uh, Yeah. Back to Walton, that Walton Goggins scene. This is that part yeah. where he's uh, he's like, I've you know, I have this two is daughters. This the Walton Goggins cast. Brown, uh, I would totally host that podcast. Um, they got brown hair, just like you. They're very pretty, just like you. And she's like, Ugh. and then he's like, yeah, I'm sorry, that was rude. I shouldn't have said. That. Like he just doubles back on a lot of things he says. And then there's something else that he does. Oh, when he um says, uh, he's like, well, how do you know 
my father and he's like, Oh, I killed your father. Um, and <laughs> I was like, good. Oh, I like sorry, that, that was blunt. Wasn't it? You know what I mean? It's like those little just touches. They're, they're light touches, but they make a huge difference in terms of him not being, uh, What's his Bobby Cannavale in right. which is also a super similar a, true, a uh, great character. performance in that film. Mm-hmm. And no, you're giving him a we lot loved of credit. That. I you loved that performance. I, I I'm just saying tonally, Bobby Cannavale to Jumanji that is a similar yeah. Uh, what is it called? Analogy mm-hmm. as Goggins to so this because this film it's, is more grounded. It's an analog, yeah, yeah. Um, um, Walton Goggins is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's really good in the movie. He's good. Did you know who Walton Goggins was before he I said his name? His face. Yeah, I don't know anyone. He's one of those character actors that you can just be like, I know that face. I'll, I'll never forget. He's it. in a lot of westerns now. Oh yeah, he was in like um, Django and Hateful Eight. Right? Mm-hmm. He's so good in the Hateful Eight. You know, we're, we really have oh, yeah. to move along. We're right? we're trying to do this podcast in an hour. That's going to be tough. So I am going to take over. And I'm going to tell you the rest yeah. of the plot in the next thirty seconds. Three, two, one. People moving rocks. Uh, the guy's there. The Chinese guy she knows. Uh, they're in the wrong place. She runs away. She gets hurt. She goes on a plane. She gets stabbed. She pulls it out. She gets a bow. She kills people. She runs away again. She sees her dad. It's her dad. It is her dad. He doesn't believe it's her, but it's her the next morning they decide. she. He finds out that she gave the people. She didn't burn the stuff, so she gave the people the stuff, and now they're going to find the stuff, and he's like, why'd you do that? And so they go back, and they open the stuff, and it's coming. And she goes in, and they catch her. And she's the only one that can open it, actually. And then they go in, and then they pass all the trials, and people die. And then, and then, and then they find the grave, and they open it up, and she's just there. And then she decays, and then they realize she's not a witch. She was a carrier of a horrible plague that destroys your body in black smoke in, like, 30 seconds. And also turns you into a zombie. And then she fights Walton Goggins a bunch and gets out. And then it turns out her friend Anna is the head of Trinity. I appreciate you giving that whole description without using a single proper noun so we knew what you were talking about. When I said she, I was talking about I know, Lara Croft I know. Tomb Raider. I, just started, I started to get confused at a certain point, and I just watched the movie. You know what? I think it was great. The two big points that are bear investigating. Yeah, now we can come back around now that we sort of laid out a nice clear sketch. Daddy issues and epidemiological issues. Everything else is great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's say you want to talk oh, about daddy so and com- epidemiology. I want to talk briefly about spikes through bodies. I want to talk about grappling. Any major issues? Also, uh, I'm just going to be hosting the Goggins cast in okay. the middle of this podcast. That's okay. Go, go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to pull up his filmography right now. You go do it. You guys go. Graham's upset because he usually gets to talk about the plot of the movies, uh, and I took upset. it all. What is? No, I thought it was funny the way you did it. I was commenting on it. Don't, um, what's the, what, you want to talk about daddy issues, right? Yeah, I have them. Wait. <laughs> In this movie? Um, well, it's after the grappling that we were going to talk about, too, and how the fight choreography in this film was pretty cool. You might have to speak a little, uh, how the fight a little quieter. A little quieter? Yeah. <laughs> how the fight choreography in the movie was, uh, really good. Oh, it's great. Yeah. And particularly the, the mud wrestling scene. Between her oh and the my hunter god, guy. Yeah, they do night in this movie mm-hmm. darker than I have seen night in any movie, mm-hmm. right? It was really hard to see. There was a night fight and it was dim. That might be a factor of the there theater was a we were night in. Fight. No, I think it I think Don't it was bring a flashlight to a night um, fight. Yeah, really brutal. Really brutal <laughs> night fight in the mud. Um this time her gra- Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. She does, in fact, choke the other guy out. And he's face down in the mud, and she just, she kills him. 
And she's, she's yeah. not happy. There's no sense of satisfaction or relief that There's she's There's none safe. of that, like, toss him aside. He's just another body. Let him hit the floor. No, she's no. never killed someone before. He's, she's like... She's <gasps> upset. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. She's pretty beat up. You feel it. You're right there with her. But then she looks in the distance and it's a freaky guy. And that turns out to be a freaky guy. So then she goes, she follows her dad up to... Transition to the daddy issues. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just saying, I I do think it was, it would have been kind of an interesting thing. I like, something I like about this. Now, I don't like that Trinity is such a big plot point in the movie. I do like that Walton Goggins does not care whether this thing is some mythical curse or just a virus or whatever. He just wants to get off this island. He just wants to get off the island. He only gets a helicopter if he gets this thing. Yeah. His employer has shitty benefits. Yeah, bad benefits. He's paid in peaches, (laughs) canned peaches that he eats. Is that what he was eating? It's what she gave to her to eat or something like that. He hands her the can of peaches and, like, she's enjoying it. He's like, I keep expecting to find an ear in one of those. That's a weird thing to say. It was weird. What does that mean? I I don't know. She stopped eating them. I thought he misheard something. That way is what he said. That's what he said. I blocked that out because I was like, oh, that's bizarre. Anyway, I thought, I thought I heard ear and I was <laughs> like, whole, like crazy Walter have- Goggins thing. Like, is this guy crazy? I was, I was saying at lunch, like seven years on an island won't make you crazy. Like, I disagree. I seven think he's on an island is like a breath of fresh air. Like, you'll be fine. And he's and so this guy's surrounded with people like, too. intent on doing this one thing. He's starting to yeah. like just lose everything. And he was losing it in, in pursuit of this bizarre goal. Mm-hmm. So Dominic West is also on the island, but he's been living that Jumanji life the whole time. I and that Laura's Jumanji dad. Life. There's a, a cool part where, uh, Lara Croft comes up and she's, he's like, she's like, dad. And he thinks she's like a vision or a mirage. He mutters like, uh, don't look at her. She'll go away. She always does this every time she goes away. Had they, they dropped that almost immediately. Had they kept that up? I think that would have been really, really fascinating. Where she finally gets, she finally gets to be with her dad again, but he's just not the same. So the idea is that he has imagined her in his head visiting many times. And the way that she convinces him that he's real is by doing a special kiss on the forehead with two fingers. It's like their special kiss handshake. But that is a secret code that works when, let's say, you think I'm an imposter and I'm not really me. So I tell Nat uh, some secret about, you know, when I put my pants on a trip to England Mm -hmm. once and then he knows it's really Josh. It's him. But if... If he was imagining me, we'll he would know that I knew that <laughs> yeah. story, and so it would move on. So he he just seems well, easily also, swayed like, by this thing. There's really no compelling reason for him to drop it. They didn't even come up with something special. Yeah. Maybe it was dark. Maybe he didn't see. And I'm imagining, like, you disappear seven years ago at a developmentally important point in your daughter's life, and then she probably doesn't look anything like she did oh, that. Yeah, how would he after he seven know years? what she was like? We, we saw a flashback. She looked, you know, when she totally was shooting the bow, She had a totally different nose. Oh, yeah, those super Batman Begins-y uh, flashbacks. They were all, like, grayscale. So yeah. yeah. But then they finally get into a tomb. She she comes up with a bow and arrow and, like, shoots a bunch of people, gets the prisoners some guns. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Wu is, starts to basically takes control of all that. And he they says, I have behind to stay him. behind to rescue her. And then, yeah, one by one, everyone uh, joins him. Joins then they just him. hang out outside Yeah, the they tomb. just wait. And then they, well, they do end up rescuing her. I but. assume they picked off the other baddies. Yeah. What was the, anything else on daddy issues? Oh, like, I really he was a terrible father. Yeah, Nat leaned he over was, at one uh, point and mentioned that to me. He said, he, I don't think he's a good dad. <laughs> there's some evidence. <laughs> <laughs> there's some evidence that he's repeatedly uh, left his daughter in the care of what we later learned to be a villain. 
but also like disappears many times. All the flashbacks involve him leaving her, and we when never he sees see a special her, relationship from the first word of dialogue is the first interaction comes to a head because he is disappointed in her that he didn't do what she told him. And he's clearly going to say, because you're so stupid, she like finishes a sentence for him and he has to like think on the fly because he was for sure going to say stupid. How could you be so stupid? And then he says brave. Yeah. Like, how could you be so brave? But no, he uh, <laughs> was not present in her life ever, left like an asshole, and then uh, went ahead and started criticizing her. Like, Did away. she seem too bent out of shape when he died? No, I think... No, the explosion of his death gave her a little extra energy to finish the job that she was in the midst of. But the movie didn't shed a tear for him. I think, I so. think that her turning away and not touching him was was the tear. I, you know what I liked about that moment is yeah. that she half turns away and she sort of half turns back and she half turns away and then she fully turns away again. It's mm. not it, she doesn't. I know when I describe it like that, it sounds no, no, really over the top. She's just like, it doop, happened. Doop. Doop. <laughs> very. Josh very is rotating <laughs> his uh, uh, upper thoracic upper, spine. Yes. Like a, a robot. Yeah. This is acting, baby. <laughs> she is good at moving like a robot, though. Well, she has played a robot. Hey. She doesn't play a robot in this movie, though, and she's very human in this movie, which I like. Uh, to get to your epidemiological... What does that word mean? To get to your Diseases. epidemiological ah, things. Yes. Why was she turning away from her father? Why couldn't oh, they clutch each other at well, the end of time? There's kind of this plot thread of, is this mystical evil magic, or is this rooted in science and technology? And, like, this this tomb. Which we, we should say... The Tomb Raider series in general does involve, at a certain point, a lot of mythical mm-hmm. Right. She's yeah. skeptical, and then finally, at the end of the day, there is some major kernel. Like, uh, the stories around it maybe weren't true, but, like, there's a guy who's lived for thousands of years. And the uh, game. Yeah. In this story, China doesn't allow a lot of things with ghosts and magic to be done there, I so I think that, that is true. a big part of why... They had to ensure that there was no step mm-hmm. whatsoever. I can't, if they never have anything supernatural, that would be surprising. Mm-hmm. And I presume there will be sequels. Seems pretty. Well, we get it to the end. They well finally they pass their trials, the the traps, the video game sets. They get into the room, and Laura is looking at the wall. And instead of matching all the literature that was posted outside of, this, of her like, being a horrible monster, monster, it's all kind of cheerful. Adulatory. It's, weirdly, artwork. it actually looks quite um, a of a Western tradition, yeah. saintly, maybe like Byzantine. Sure, art, we're supposed to know? reckon. Well, it looked it looked positive and hopeful and goldy. Yeah, yeah. The uh, she's like, hey, maybe this wasn't a bad person. Maybe she sacrificed herself. And the big reveal, the plot twist, is that she's not an evil witch. She's it's not this, not a curse. It's not a curse. Term. Well, it's a curse, but it's not a curse. Curse. She's she's, she's actually, a carrier of some super contagious, deadly pathogen. And she was immune, so by traveling around, she was killing people. So she was a touch. death queen. So she hid she, herself away, and ostensibly all other people who are contagious have died. And. Uh, they open up her tomb, and she's, like, perfectly preserved, which might explain why the pathogens last. But her face starts decomposing the minute air touches it, and she becomes, like, a skeleton. It's very spooky, but it's, it's I guess, even though I really didn't want it to be magical, mm-hmm. mythical, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. it does help that you're not quite sure. It's like, is this the point yeah. where it's going to be revealed that it's magical or right. not magical? <laughs> right. Yeah. You don't know. Worth, that is absolutely magical, <laughs> right. right? Do you want to right. talk about the disease? Well, mm-hmm. then, like, oh, they, uh, they touch her... At all, and this like 
flesh-eating black sepsis-like disease spreads up to their neck and makes them turn well, this gray is one and of the crazy. Goons, one of the goons. Say, yeah. A really big goon. Uh, this disease spreads goon. instantly up their body, <laughs> rots them, and maybe it's from pain. There's a sense of, like, maybe it's going to turn them into zombies because the guy starts, like, shooting the gun like crazy and they have to kill him right away. I definitely... I mean, this um, is the second film with sort of surprise zombies that we've covered. Yeah. I think, oh, yeah. I think we're going to see that more and more over uh-huh. the next five years. <laughs> zombies themselves as, like, a title thing that you know about uh-huh. or maybe panned out, but, like... They're still you're just freaky. Throwing in things that are just like zombies yeah, into other yeah. things. virus scenarios. I think that's going to happen a lot. I could be wrong. So the technical aspects of this disease, like it's clearly not spread by air. It's spread right. by skin to skin contact, but Which it also had to have last like thousands of years, right? Uh, in this maybe hundreds, hundreds. We don't of, know. A long time <laughs> in this tomb. And uh, there don't appear to be any, like, fluid exchange during these contact contamination points. Yeah, it's skin-to-skin contact with dust, With this dust, yeah. So, so is that not how diseases work? I fucking hope not. I, like, chemical agents sometimes work that way. Yeah, I, they, this isn't the thing in the... Not one of the things in the movie that bothers me, just because mm-hmm. I was so relieved that, that a ghost didn't it. come out and mm-hmm. start, like, possessing Walton Goggins... And, and and making him really good with a sword or something. I was just like, Whew. you would. But like, here's the real that, question. Graham, here's what the real are you question. Talking about? <laughs> in any, if there was anybody else besides Walton Goggins. Here's what I would say. Welcome to the Wildcats. In any God other movie, centric. Go ahead. I'm that has a super pathogen. Anyone who's like in the room and they don't know for sure it's not airborne. She yeah, escapes. She could be out. dooming. No, if you're in, you seal yourself off. You sacrifice yourself if you've been exposed to a pathogen. That's for really all she knows, <laughs> the, the airborne vector just doesn't like a yeah, manifest itself so fast. The yeah. next movie it's, is just the entire world dying. And she didn't like. Really she awesome. didn't like wipe her foot off after she kicked Walter Goggins in the in the virus Walter. face. I just don't want you Walter. to look like a fool in front of the internet. Walter Woggins? I literally bit off part of my tongue. Not saying that. Not saying that the first time you said Walter. <laughs> I, I, heard, I, still I heard the Walter. first time that I didn't say anything. <laughs> I thought that was your guys' bit. Um, people's names wrong. Real oh, quick to talk about Spike. But not with him. He's it's not a bit that we do on purpose, but <laughs> yeah, it is okay. a reoccurring bit. <laughs> okay, it's an accidental <laughs> bit that we just... Which, speaking of which, do you know who plays um the guy who's asking her to sign away... Uh, the the death thing. I couldn't possibly. It's I I I, I want to get the last name right. Dominic Monaghan. No, that would have been. <laughs> I, I didn't notice. Uh, uh, Derek uh, Jacoby, Jacoby, like one of like Sir Derek Jacoby, mm. <laughs> Jacoby. <laughs> Dude, you don't know how to say the name, and we don't <laughs> no, know who that is. is. <laughs> he's, no, he's like one of the most famous British actors. He's like one of sure, sure, yeah. yeah he's yeah. so famous. We've all heard Josh of him. Josh is doing air quotes. Yeah, he can't be that famous if I never heard of him. Yeah. Nick Frost is in this movie. He's real famous. Who's Nick Frost? He's like a uh, guy from Shaun of the Dead. Oh, yeah, he was good. I, I love uh, Nick Frost. I was happy to see him show up uh, one time in the movie, one time in the post-credits, oh, yeah. uh, or in a mm-hmm. mid-credits sequence, where she goes and gets the two guns that are sort of her signature. I See, when I play the game, I really focus on the bow and upgrading my bow, so I was ready for, I really was like, oh, she's going to put the guns down and grab like a really incredible But we'd all seen the trailer bow. where she pulls out the guns, right? I had, so I knew that. But people want to see her with the guns. Well, am I the only one that was like a little 
uncomfortable given how little gun work she had that mm-hmm. like in this exact moment in time at the very end of the film they're like oh but guns are yeah, great aren't she they she doesn't like killing people it felt at all, it felt so. particularly weird in light of everything that's happening with gun rights right and now. since we've established that there are no weird monsters in this world she's who else is she going to be shooting well she's going to shoot her uh, nanny it just i feel like 2 months ago i would have been like sick Oh, yeah, she realizes later that uh, when she gets back and signs the death papers that... The death cure. The death cure. The death wish. That She actually signs power of attorney over to Anna. And she tells her, like, you better take care of the day-to-day stuff. And then looking at a list of the Croft Industries or whatever's assets, she realizes... What specifically does she realize? The logo. All of the crates and boxes and explosives had a certain logo on it. It wasn't called Trinity. But it was a Trinity company, and she owned that company. The same company was. Oh. Yeah, so, it was in the book. Yeah, huh? So it was her. And she, like, flashes a bunch of faces of Anna, her yeah. assistant. The problem is that I I recognized Anna's name from the video game. <laughs> so The guys, problem was that she was acting super suspicious from, like, the yeah, first she, second She seems see a lot, honestly, not great casting. She's a lot nicer in the video game. It was a shock. <laughs> Uh, real quick, I want to talk about Spike Gate. Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> it's not a gate. There's a skeleton, and they're like, oh, man, he's not alive. In the tomb. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a hole in his head. Oh, man, he's not alive. And then someone steps on something. And then you know that, like, arrows are going to, like, poison darts, or things will fall, or spikes come up. Like, we all know what's happening. Just, <laughs> he steps on it. And a six-foot spike just impales him from bottom, straight out the top of his like head in, in half a second. And I just, I burst out laughing in the middle of the theater. It was like one of the coolest sudden deaths that I've ever seen. I just had to talk about that. And I was disappointed that there were no other spikes in the entire thing. There was was one spike. They they walked like 400 meters at least. And there was one spike that they happened to step on. Also, I think they do the thing of you stepping on a panel that triggers a trap twice. Right, because mm-hmm. then they step on the floor. Mm-hmm. That's the panel that then the whole floor right. starts falling away. Yeah, I kind of assumed the floor was just going to fall away. No, no but they, do they the, have a shot? It had the ticking oh. sound of yeah. the traps. That's also from. like the video, video game, yeah. exactly. But you yeah, can but see the traps kind of, in the video game. Yeah, you can sort of play that card once in a movie, I think, and then there should be a different way that you trigger those. And traps. then it was very notable that after those very real traps, she just walked through a couple rooms, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah, the next we got some trials or just walk through from Dominic West. Oh, guys, we have to finish in fifty seconds. Okay, and no, that's not going to happen. I kind of want to just step back and like talk about what we liked, mm-hmm. and if we could make this better in any way, and if our uh, intern wants to. Add I thought thing at this point, the thing that would make it great was if her dad had like actually gone crazy and yeah. kept. Maybe the reveal that he recognized her was his dying moment, and that was the moment they had together. And then and the rest the was kiss forehead. That yeah, would have been really, it's yeah. really you or something. If he had stayed crazy <laughs> and thought she was a phantom, that would have been fun. I would have taken some actual writing. And they have to tell. kind of bring him along because he knows a lot about mm-hmm. this tomb, or or, or that uh, Walton Goggins is basically forcing him to do it. But he's really not. All or maybe there. he like gets into it with her and starts solving them too. Because he, gets I so do like that, that sequence yeah. with the falling floor because they all have to work together. <clears> or oh, that was. But she was like, it's a color puzzle, which I don't think is a type of puzzle. Maybe. Whatever. But, but Walton Goggins. What's his name? They throw you got it, you Walton got Goggins. It. Walton, you got it. Walter Gauguin. 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 Walter Gauguin is like still the bad guy. 
and is about oh, to die and says, hurry, I'm running out of floor here. And she hurries. She who is clinging on. And yeah, I mean, they're all running out of floor. Die. But, but she, you think but he like, would have the wherewithal to know, like... No, no, no. This person doesn't like me very much. He's a bad guy. Exactly. He's a bad guy. Like, slow the fuck down. Just... Yeah. Just well, there's, there's, so, there's all these colored yeah. gems hidden in the oh, wall. Yeah. And they keep throwing her all uh, these gems the paper, over yeah. and over so many. But over a great big chasm. Yeah. They're trying she to figure out... Them. Some mm-hmm. puzzle, and somehow the result is that yellow and blue make green, green. which is the color of life. Apparently, no but one there's told me like, that. How, was it the shape? Because you could have seen the shape. It was dark. It certainly wasn't that there was a sensor that tested green light. Like I, I just don't. They even, might, well, the mechanics of this trap probably involved yeah. the shapes. They're, they but had some tell. great engineers on this stuff. Yeah. What else would have made the movie better? Not what uh, cutting I all she, the voiceovers. How good she <laughs> was. Yeah. I think also if you if you um, kind of relegate uh, Dominic West to this even more of a supporting role is than Dominic he is West currently, the daddy issue. Well, yeah, no, if, yeah. and if you, okay. if you do yeah, make yeah. him keep the characterization mm-hmm. of having really sort of lost it on this mm-hmm. island, Castaway, then that means Castaway that Daniel Wu can step up and be an actual mm-hmm. secondary protagonist. Yes, yeah, Daniel Wu was cool. Um, I she's so good. I don't Alicia know how Vikander. much we could have made yeah. Alicia Vikander better. You know, I think the script could have used a couple tighter passes, but again, for yeah. a video game movie, top notch. I don't know if we got quite into the amount of, like, violence that she... There was almost... There was one shot. It was when she was standing up on the wing of the plane over the waterfall that her stand-up pose was like, I'm doing yoga over here to demonstrate. Yeah, this is great podcast She's like, material. You're never coming on again. Lunging down toward the ground and then stands up slowly and what's clearly, like, this balletic move like a almost a sun salutation and standing up into the triangle position and it's super like she's balancing it was so beautiful and so just like cool. a lot of body control i like when she punched that dude in the balls yeah. Oh, yeah very effective but then so she's on this plane and she manages not to fall three times mm-hmm. it's hanging it's an old plane hanging over she a finally waterfall. does fall with she a, does fall but she snags a parachute holds it in her arms pulls it you're like, great, that's a little unbelievable, right? That well, she's yeah. able to do this. But then pulls, yeah. she proceeds to swing through like 50 trees and get beat to shit, land on the ground, and just go, oh, ah, 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 and like cry. And then we realize she's got like a big stick sticking out of her stomach and her she right pulls it out. And she's just like crying on the ground and beat to shit. And it, it's really compelling. She doesn't. If my just never want to hear you. Make if my sound so. sounded orgasmic at all, it's it actually a really a important orgasmic. point that hers didn't. No, it sounded like a person first in stage an amount of pain, even shock at some points. Like, with a with a puncture wound, if anyone is taking their first aid cues from this film, out, right? Yeah, if you have a puncture wound to your abdomen, uh, you leave it in there. You can break off the external portions, but in general, you want to leave it in there because it's so probably it's holding your artery. Yeah, it's plugging. Or if you have a artery that's nicked, it's holding it shut. Yeah, so she, when it was pulled out, you got to expect there's some internal bleeding going on. And she, I don't know how you sanitize that either because she's in the jungle. And it's like a day at least, including some mud wrestling before no, it gets stitched up. I think it's nighttime and then she kills a guy in the mud and then climbs up a cliff. And, and then, then, her then dad it gets like patches up. her back up. So that's um, prob- it's a good six hours um, of violent movement. You know what could have made this movie better? Mm. Is Oof, if what? when Walton Goggins uh, wakes her up and introduces her to the situation, if he had said, welcome to the jungle. Jumanji, yeah. colon, welcome to the jungle. There was a very... You remember in Jumanji when 
NPCs would sort of say these very mm-hmm. rote things. Yeah. There was a moment that just sounded pitch perfect out of the video game. There was a lackey being like, we're out of explosives. I'm going to go put some more up there. And Walton's just like, yes, do that now. Oh, I there was a great scene with him in terms of my... The, we're back to the uh, w- w- Walt Tim Goggins podcast. <laughs> I, can't, I, don't, I can't think of anything. You, you can't even uh, do your own bit. I <laughs> know uh, when Focus. he... There's like a sick old man who sort of falls over. Oh, and he was like, oh, no, you can't... Guy. You don't... He's sick. He needs to I rest. I was like, oh, Walt and Goggins is going to show us another side. And let this nope, guy he pulls rest. out a gun no, and shoots him. He was gonna face. shoot him. Can, but then he just turns around. He turns over to this. It's a creepy moment where he turns, he points the gun at her, he pulls the hammer back, and then he just pulls the hammer unback, and then that's it. It's such I, a ball. It's just, it's it would be really threat. easy for them to put the words in his mouth, something like, um, I don't know. You some, better watch out, or yeah. You better not cry. Yes, yeah, no, the two of them out. do a lot He's of good quiet. work. And then their fight on the ladder. Did that camera shot? Wait, did that spot? Because this is something that confused me in the film. It might be just because I wasn't paying attention. But when he pulls the gun out and points it, he sweeps it across a number of people and then stops. And I thought he was pointing it at his lackey, the bad I guy. I did too. Me too. Right? Because he wouldn't the, kill him. I thought he was he, like, if he you're not going to kill this guy. Whatever the, however, yeah. the, however the cinematography was, it didn't match. He I went like way past. he uncocked it, I think. Yeah. He he was pointing at like we were like seeing that he was so crazy that he would shoot his own guy like this guy was totally unhinged and then clearly that wasn't what they meant us still think yeah <laughs> later but I I think big just a big way to make this this is the tough thing with all of these sort of reboot or long sequel because I felt the same way about Jumanji he loves the it. greatest movie no. It was so that good. it would have functioned a lot better if it wasn't weighed down by all that Tomb Raider stuff. Mm, Allah, you mean having to like Last set it Jedi? up as part of if it was just a film? <laughs> no, just like yeah, like the, the Trinity stuff. That is, there's a much more elegant way to include elements that nod towards the people that are like a little more Easter eggy towards the people that know the property, yeah. um, and make a good film. I, I don't think be. Jumanji was too full of those things. I don't think Jumanji is like a product that. <laughs> Is marketable. Are you clear? I mean, you buy the game? Is oh, the game no, no, no. <laughs> that's what I meant. <laughs> Jumanji, the VR game, would be pretty cool, though. Oh, yeah. I, I suspect that that might be the yeah. next one. Um, one notable thing, I think I mentioned at the very beginning that Alicia Vikander compared to the Angelina Jolie version is not sexualized, but mm-hmm. it's really just not, it's not a component. We haven't talked about it because it's just not a component mm-hmm. of this film. Would you agree with that intern, Sarah? Well, the whole thing is really brutal. It's brutal, and it's like just a badass woman kicking ass. She is very sexy because she's just very attractive. But, but I wouldn't. I don't think that the, the movie, movie tells really us do that. that. Yeah, that's just Graham being. I. A... <laughs> I'll cut that. No, nope. Graham. No, nope. don't be sad. I'm not sad. You I look like, like Tomb Raider. I... Okay, me too. Yeah, I'm me fine. Too. I thought it was a nice bot. I mean, she's... Did you say nice bot? No, I think it's nice body nice empowerment. Bot. Like, seeing strong athletic women in lead roles. Yeah, like, she's, like, buff and ripped and fights, like, her ass off. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's also more just, More and like, more female action stars are... Oh, it's, it's becoming more 
accepted in society That's and being reflected point. in film. Well, they're cool. doing that a lot. Between the... Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot, uh, the... Although she's literally a supermodel, but... Um, Ray. Ray. You're just, like, female action stars being, um... Just acceptable for... Like badasses, right? yeah. Not but they're, they're, to... they're like taking t- again, taking damage, failing, and then reapproaching the situation. Like being actual, interesting, fallible. Right. Uh, I mean, Atomic Blonde. Atomic Blonde she I was is obviously of, like yeah. sex is Lucy, a part of her whole thing, but in Red terms Sparrow. of her, the violence in Atomic Blonde is next level. Red Sparrow, we're not going to count in here because I didn't see it, and I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, we never talk about movies that we've never seen. What? I just think uh, that was she was naked a lot in that film. I heard, and so I don't think it fits into the thing that we're talking about right now. Uh, You know, I think the the action sequences in the movie. Let's just take a quick look before we wrap up, just because we normally talk about this kind of thing. Yeah, let's take a look here. Watch this. Haven't. Josh is doing magic. Holy shit! It's E.T. Huh? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's fun. So the director has the coolest name. I had a little segment I want to talk about. Oh, please, yeah. Uh, Daddy of the Year awards. Okay. <laughs> or or no, think this Father's Day gifts. Gifts for the father who has everything. Okay. <laughs> what gifts would would you get this dad to Dominic West? Yeah. Oh, and to Walter Goggins because he was also away for seven years from his family. That's really okay. Good point. Two dads in the movie. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So gifts. For dads, maybe um, like a nice like razor set. Oh. You know who he looks like when he shaves off his or trims his beard, but is left with his long jungle hair. Who he looks a lot like Qui Gon Jinn. Um, totally. You know, if he had shaved the rest of that off, he might have looked a lot better. Couldn't he have used Dollar Shave Club? <laughs> no, no. Dollar no, Shave Club. No. Is, uh, Subscription no, service. No, they use no, Josh. They'll absolutely send you a not. Free month no. of supplies and all sorts no, 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 of little no, no, goodies. You're gonna no. love it. My skin no, Josh. has never been no. Use softer. discount code Tomb Raider Tombcast. <laughs> discount code MPMMC Podcast. Um, for zero dollars. I'm tired, guys. I can't wait to take a nap after this on my new Casper mattress. Ah, no, no, Josh. A Casper mattress is shipped in a box. No, and afterwards you still get the box. (laughs) You have the box. Do whatever you like. Is that what are they selling? You can put your cat in it. You can store clothes in it. You can put actually a small mini fridge in it because it's the size of a mini fridge. The Casper mattress will unfold in your home, and if you don't like it. No. You can take it back at any point in time. No, no. Use coupon code Graham Loves Josh at Casper.com for a 50% it's, it's off an email address. Discount. <laughs> the, coo- the coupon you code go to Casper.com. You go to Casper.com. Oh, oh, oh. discount box. Graham um, Loves Josh. We just want to thank com. all of our sponsors. That's my official Casper email. Yeah. Um, we got to rate this movie. Yeah, how many? How many tombstones? Um, how we? Uh, how many? Graham, of the, this is I got Graham this. Thing. I got Maybe this. back off. Okay, sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got this. I got this. This is this sometimes is it fun. takes a while because he forgets this, this thing. Okay. Um, how many of the trials of uh, Himiko would you go through in order to see this movie again? Oh. Or how many? Just to remind you, <laughs> how many trials <laughs> were there? Like, and spikes, then uh, a big and a, chasm, a color spikes, puzzle, the faces, a color puzzle, the handmaidens. They don't. They don't do anything. You just walk. But that's through one of the, the trials, ostensibly. But they don't. What happens in that? 
hallway. Uh, I have another rating system. <laughs> it's spooky. I would say two. Two trials? Two trials. Yeah. Out of three. I have another rating system. Go ahead. Would you rate this system? I would, would you? Yeah. Tell me Are how you, you rate Are you rating my, my rating system? No, no, no. Would you rate this film Unity, Duality, or Trinity? Mm. Um, what, what, the first Which two? Which is better? Not, those, are they in the movie? No, it's one, two, and three. Oh, okay. Um, just I can give it a duality. I I, that's what I yeah. think, too. This is probably a duality. How would you rank this as far as non-federal holidays? Like, is this like St. Patrick's Day or like... That's good. I Ooh. Um, it's hard to separate St. Patrick's Day. Maybe the spring It is St. Patrick's Day. Um, I'd give it a... I'd give it a President's Day. That's Tomb federal Raider. Holiday. Non-federal uh, holiday. Yeah. Fuck, you're Tomb right. Tomb Raider. Maybe All Saints Day? That's better than Tomb that. Tomb Raider. Uh, oh, it's Tomb Raider? I'm going to go... All Halloween! Out, no, I'm giving this a oh, Midsummer's <laughs> Eve. Yeah, it's probably I'm not as good as Midsummer's Eve. Midsummer's Eve. Okay. Um, Which I guess is the... Summer solstice, definitely. Sure, that's good. I want to give it a... Whatever uh, Alicia Vikander's birthday is. Oh. It's not a federal holiday yet. She was definitely the uh, diamond star of this film. That's kind of what I went to see. And I got a movie... I went to see a movie star, Kick and Wrestle, and I saw it. I went to see a veteran TV actor uh, be a baddie. I went to spend special time with friends and family. And also... Can we get one closing note? No? You want to say anything? We've had a... We have an intern, Sarah, sitting in monitoring levels for this. She's working. Um, She's working hard, and she has informed all of our perspectives on this podcast in so many ways. It's true. We did talk a a lot about this movie before we sat down. We did. So that's why this conversation's been so focused. As we leave, I just want to maybe leave you guys with a little song that I wrote. I have something to plug when you're done, too. Oh, no, uh, plugs, to plugs, plugs. Go to first. iTunes, actually, please. Mom, Dad, if you're not <laughs> listening, but if you're not my parents, maybe go to iTunes. Leave a review. Make it a five-star review, and then give us some really honest feedback, and we're going to take it to heart and make it better. We have one review, and it'd be great to have two. You be the person. What it's do you got, on iTunes plugs, 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 plugs. Okay, so I have this new project. Uh, it's called Dinner and a Movie. I love this. Um... Uh, I go out to dinner at restaurants I like, and I go to see a movie that kind of matches that restaurant, and then I review them both together in one uh, essay. And you can find those on uh, Yelp in the Seattle area if you're looking at a restaurant and you see one of but my reviews. collected nowhere. You're going to have to scour Yelp. Yeah, I'll probably, get a, I'll probably get a Yelp that. username eventually. But yeah, for now, if you're in Seattle and you oh see a restaurant God, review so that uh, appears to read a lot like a movie review... Um, that's I think you. the stars will probably be about the movie, not about the restaurant, because uh, that's kind of more traditional. Do you have your Yelp handle for us? Uh, nope, I don't remember it. <laughs> Great. Yeah, if you're in Seattle, Seattle that. area. I might do one yeah. for today, because we had a good good lunch, and, uh, and when I saw Tomb Raider today. So. Yeah, that's cool, true. Cool, yeah, check yeah. that out. Maybe it'll be published. Dinner and a, dinner and a movie on Yelp. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, she gonna rate all the tunes. She got no fucking cartoon. She gonna make it go boom. She gonna get home real soon. She gonna rate all the tunes. She gonna rate all the tunes. She gonna rate all the tunes. She gonna make it go boom. That's uh, that's the theme. I guess the theme song from Tomb Raider. I had another line, but I forgot it. Uh, you got it. 
Huh? Harpoons. Oh yeah. She's, yeah. She gonna rid on the tones. She gonna shoot a harpoon. She no fucking got tone. She gonna make it go boom. Yeah, that very uh, earwormy song plays at the end of Tomb Raider, and uh, almost immediately we started whispering to us. I, I the whole walk over to that restaurant, I was whispering, "She gonna rid all the tomb." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so and I spent the whole the time trying to think of things that rhymed with tomb, and I yep. got four. Nice. And then I remembered uh, to say it over and over boom. again. I couldn't do womb. Oh. But I knew. I knew it was one. She came out of a womb. It just doesn't like. We all did. She has one also. That's not where I want to go with it. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, well, Nat, it's been great having you. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. We're trying a new microphone set up. Um, so Nat's on yeah. his own mic here, and the rest of us are on another. Uh, actually, Wait. we're all on the same mic. You didn't plug in Nat's mic? Oh, Intern Sarah, are you kidding me? You... Yeah, Not had- only did you refuse <laughs> to provide your takes on Tomb Raider, you didn't plug you in my didn't brother's mic. So in- there's one person that you just there's no. Okay, we're gonna. All right. Honestly, I know that you're unpaid, but I'm gonna dock your pay for this because <laughs> you're gonna have to pay him. And we're gonna have to record this entire thing over, and I have stuff to do. Okay, so we'll try to keep this. You just said you're gonna take a nap after. I don't have time anymore to oh, get okay. to record. All right. Well. Um, okay. I guess we're just gonna go ahead and over. sign this off. Um. You can stick around, that. It's been good having you, but I guess we're going to lean over to this mic. Yeah, I have to I have to update my uh, Yelp. Okay, we'll keep it short. Keep it short. So thing. we're okay, just going to start over in uh, five, Tomb. four, Tombs. three. Tombies. Tombs. Tombs. One. Tomb. Tomb. Did you plug it in? I swear to fucking God if you didn't plug it in. Intern Sarah, this Intern is Sarah. your Jesus last Christ. chance. You are skating on thin Ice. You're and you're sitting on a very thin tube. And you're sitting on a very soft Casper mattress. No, no, no.